Broadcasting live from the RNR studios in Las Vegas, Nevada. It's the premier destination for an inside look into the Las Vegas Raiders. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor. Presented by Tequila Embajador. It's definitely when you first start putting the pads on and all that kind of stuff. It's definitely something that around the second, third period, you're like, Whew, you got to tuck yourself into it a little bit. But um, one thing is, again, it wasn't a day off, you know. Um, you know, we, we were still working just in the weight room with AJ and, to, you know, with the trainers, with Cortez and stuff. But um, I would say that our team has been working really hard. Uh, it's been highly competitive camp, probably the most competitive camp uh, I've been a part of. And uh, when you watch the film and you just see the effort, you see some of the big guys, you know, they, they're a little tired. You know, you see some things that uh, you don't want injuries to happen. You know, you see some of the fast guys that, you know, we had a, you know, maybe a, this little tweak or this little thing. And, you know, that's co- you know that's his job to take care of the team, you know. And uh, that was his call. We had no idea. Um, at least I didn't. Maybe some of the other guys did. I had no idea. Uh, I was ready. After the defense got after us a little bit yesterday, I was talking trash in the locker room, you know. So I was, I was ready to kick the crap out of them today. And uh, I told him coach gave him a free pass, so they have to wait one more day for it. <laughs> Christmas in July, no, Christmas in August, I should say, not July. We're already in August, time flies. Uh, but Christmas came early today uh, for the Las Vegas Rever- Raiders here uh, in Las Vegas. Um, John Gruden surprising the Raiders uh, with a day off from practice. They still had uh, a full work day otherwise uh, out of the practice facility uh, at Henderson. But 7.30 in the morning, this morning we were all there. Players were padded up, ready to get after it. As Derek Hart was just talking about, he wanted some redemption after the struggles of the offense on Tuesday. I counted six uh, turnovers that uh, that the defense forced. Some of them were somewhat unforced errors by the offense, but uh, quite a few of them were induced by the defense, which is always a great sign for that side of the ball. Uh, you know, but but you know, Raiders are are fully padded up, walking onto the field for practice, and they get the word that hey guys, no practice today. And I can tell you without question, that was met with universal approval. Heck, Jonathan Hankins told us today he felt like he was still dreaming. It was still it was so early in the morning that he was. I had to w- make sure I wasn't dreaming. That's how great it was. Uh, not to have to go out there uh, and practice. Don't get the wrong idea. Uh, the Raiders have been getting after it and uh, putting in the time, putting in the in the effort. There's no question that they bring the intensity on a daily basis. I know I haven't missed a practice yet at training camp. Uh, they are hitting the ground running early in the morning and uh, putting in the work that's required. So it's not like they don't like going out there and working, but, you know, it is training camp. It is a grind, and I think John Gruden understanding how much they have been grinding decided – at some point this morning, early this morning, you know what? I'm going to throw uh, the players a, a, a bone and, um, and and give them the day off. And it was funny. By the way, you're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor, brought to you by Tequila Embajador. It is a Wednesday. We're one day closer to the Raiders opening their preseason Saturday night at Allegiant Stadium against the Seattle Seahawks. Cannot wait for that. But, you know, we're out there on the field uh, today and getting ready to do what we do, which is cover practice. And... All of a sudden, you know, we're getting word there's no practice today. Practice has been canceled. Uh, You know, uh, go on back to the media room. We'll have further notice uh, as soon as we can. So 
you know, not that it sounded ominous, but it kind of sounded a little like, what's what's going on here, you know? And, and unfortunately, because of COVID-19, uh, because, you know, of past history, certain things sometimes happen. Um, and and I, I, I'm not the type of person that likes to think the worst first, but it's hard not to discount something negative uh, was going on. So, you know, I think uh, amongst the media, you know, we're throwing out all these different things as we're walking back to the media room. Now, one thing I remember seeing a bunch of players smiling, so it didn't feel like something was wrong, but you can never, you know, discount uh, something like that. But I get back to the media room, start making some texts and to some players that, uh, that, that I know. And it's like, uh, what the heck is going on? And it was, uh, everything's great, <laughs> you know, and it was basically the gist was uh, the coaching staff is super satisfied with what the Raiders have been doing, uh, how hard they've been working. And that includes, uh, you know, it's something that you, you don't just see or the coaches don't just see. It's being tracked literally being tracked every player has a gps device that's on their body somewhere on their body uh, which tracks and measures effort how fast you're running how far you're running Um, it, it has all these different measurements and calculations and whatnot so after practice you know the coaches players they understand you know who's working who's going fast who's getting after it the hardest all of that and pretty much universally throughout the team the, the numbers are high. So the feedback that I was getting from uh, who I was talking to was, hey, this is this was a, a good deal. You know, coaches is, is, is throwing us a, a bone uh, looking at the GPS numbers, which have been fantastic. Uh, so that's what it was, which obviously, thankfully, eliminated anything negative or anything bad. It was actually a, a good thing and a nice reward for all the effort that the writers have been uh, putting forth uh, today. But here's a sign of... Just how mature this team is growing into the maturity level that this team uh, is is growing into. Um, Alec Ingold came into the media room to talk to us, and one of the things that he pointed out was, uh, "Yeah, this is an off day from practice, but it ain't an off day." And so, as players began talking to themselves once they got back to the locker room or amongst themselves after it was announced there there wasn't a practice. Again, and, they, and I talk about this all the time with this group, how they self-police, how they, how they mandate amongst each other. Uh, it doesn't need to come from the coaches. It's, it's from, within, from within. It's themselves to each other, which is the best leadership that you could ever have. And the pledge was, yeah, it's an off day, but let's not make it a wasted day. Here's Alec Ingle talking about that. Yeah, I think the message, you know, you know we're happy to get that day off, right? There was... Offense wanted to get back out there pretty bad after yesterday, but um, you know it's one of those things where we have this identity of a team we're trying to derive, and it's like okay, we get this bone. Coach gives us a day off, let's use it. You know what I'm saying? It's not a day to relax. It's a day to get your body right, get those legs right, get everybody prepared for week one of the preseason. Um, so I think you definitely get a serious tone of guys in the weight room right now in the recovery. It, this facility is outstanding, so it's guys are able to take a few hours and really take advantage of it. That's Alec Ingold, and we're going to hear more from uh, the Raiders fullback a little bit later on uh, in the show. But talking about how it was great that John Gruden gave them the day off from practice, but they weren't about to let another day go that they weren't going to utilize to get better. And that's, 
you know, I, I keep harping on this. I know it. I know that I do. And you guys, some of you guys are might be sick of hearing about it. But character counts, man. Uh, it, it truly does. Work ethic counts. Care counts. Practice counts. Getting better counts. Being present where you are at all times counts. Being engaged with what is going on around you counts. Whether you're in the classroom and being alert and taking notes and, and, and understanding and raising your hands if you got some questions and not just wasting that hour or whatever it is, you know, just in one ear, out the other, thinking about something else, trying to catch a nap, whatever the case might be, that's useless when you do that. You're wasting your time and you're wasting everybody's time when you don't take that seriously. Know who the Raiders are, their quarterbacks, Derek Carr. I know some of their players. I know John Gruden just got there a year ago. I know that um, it was a struggle that first season. Uh, there's a lot of work that probably needs to get done. But when you see it up close and personal, it's like, wow. It's going to take a little while for this roster to uh, get turned into what John Gruden uh, and the Raiders need for it to be a viable playoff caliber Roster. So I saw what it looked like in 2019, and I'm here to tell you in 2021, it looks better. It looks more talented. But in addition to that, I just keep seeing guys that are talking to us that we're able to now, um, you know, talk to you face to face, see their demeanor, see their eyes, look them in the eyes, ask them questions, hear them talk. And, you know, unlike Zoom, where you get a question and then you might not get a follow up question, it might go me to Vic Tafor, uh, you know, Tayshawn, uh, Ed Graney, you know, all the, the, the usual suspects that ask the questions. And we may get one question each and hope that somebody in the Zoom call sees that we've raised our hand to ask that second, you know, question. That doesn't do anybody any good. And I'm not blaming anybody. That's just the nature of Zoom. But when you are able to, back in the day, go into the locker room and just chat with a dude or talk to a dude, spit the you-know-what with a dude, interview a dude, and have time to be able to really you know, delve into it, delve and get to know that person, it makes all the difference in the world. And at least now, with guys coming in in the media room and we're able to talk to them at length, and you know, I'm able to not just ask one question but a couple of questions you know, along the lines of what I'm trying to, uh, to get at, it just makes all the difference in the world compared to Zoom, and you're getting a better feel for who these people are, who these players are as people, and their personalities, and their demeanors, and um, you know how what, what kind of makes them tick. And I can't speak for everybody else's perspective. I could just go on my perspective, especially having covered professional sports or been a part of prof- professional sports for the length of time that I have. I'm impressed by the Raider players as people. Now, the ultimate test comes on Sundays, and in this week's case, Saturday, even though it's just a preseason game. What's it going to look like on the field? How are those, the 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 the, the improved, I think, character level uh, and people level, how is that going to translate in action? actual games and I gotta believe I don't think it's gonna hurt, right? It can't hurt. If you if you if you have confidence that Mike Mayock and John Gruden got it right from a talent perspective. And when you look at this roster, I mean it's filled with Alabama kids, Clemson guys, Ohio State, um, you know, uh, premier programs, premier players, players that were drafted high uh, in their drafts. And 
you know, were rated high coming out of college. So there's something to be said about the talent level just in terms of where the investment was made uh, in a lot of these guys, their draft positions and whatnot. Not that's the uh, end-all, be-all, but, you know, somebody thought they were good enough. Somebody ranked them, you know, pretty high coming out of college. So the talent level you would think, and I do believe, just looking at it, Compared to where it was when um, I first kind of saw it a couple of years ago, it just looks a lot better. And if you combine that with what I feel is super important in terms of the character uh, point of view and and who these guys are as people, I think it makes it takes it to a whole other level. Because I'll say this: something's going to happen during the season. Something always happens during the course of a season. Adversity will hit. As sure as I am staring at Devon Cotton, sort through his uh, cell phone right now, trying to find uh, his girlfriend's number to try to make the dinner arrangements for tonight, something's going to happen. And it's not always going to be good. You're going to get into a situation in a game where the offense, you know, somebody's going to fumble the ball at the, at the, at the, at the 20 yard line. And the defense is going to have to come onto the field and save the day somehow, some way. There's going to be a blocked punt. There's going to be somebody's going to get hurt or go down. And somebody's going to have to pick it up. Somebody's going to have to be there to fill in. It's just going to happen. And it's been my experience that getting through navigating choppy waters is usually a little bit easier when you've got somebody at the captain's, you know, when you're when you're steering a ship or a boat, somebody that's reliable, somebody that's professional, somebody that knows what they're doing, somebody that's not going to freak out, somebody that's going to have a sound uh, and prudent disposition, somebody that's going to know how to plant the feet, not panic, not freak out, and get through it. And in this case with the Raiders, I believe anyway, that there's a lot of guys that are going to be able to, if they're not ready to to be like that or to think like that, they're just going to naturally uh, let who they are come out. You know, maybe it's not somebody that that's that's a leader, but because they have uh, a great disposition, because they have uh, sound um, character, they're going to be able to get through whatever adversity they hit. Better off than if they didn't. And I'm not going to say they're always going to succeed. They're not. Raiders aren't going to go 17 and 0 this season. The Raiders are going to answer every single challenge successfully. But I think compared to maybe past seasons, they're going to be in a better position to mitigate whatever adversity strikes them. Mitigate it in a way where it doesn't overwhelm them, that it doesn't always get the best of them. They're going to it's they're going to lick adversity. They're going to conquer adversity more often than they're not because they're just wired better in that way. And as we've seen, talking to guys uh, you know, like Unique Ngakwe, Kenyon Drake, Gerald McCoy, they've got uh, Casey Hayward. Now they have also got some older veteran players that still have plenty left in their tank that are, can still play at a high level but have been there, done that understand it, know it, see it from all sides, have dealt with pretty much everything, whatever you want to throw at them. I've seen this before. And they're going to be able to 
impart their knowledge and some of their tricks in terms of getting through, navigating through those choppy waters better. They, they've done it before, and they're going to be able to pull guys aside, whether it's you know third and four with a minute left and the Raiders are clinging to a three-point lead and understanding we can't give up this four yards right here. We just can't. There's the yard marker. This is where we draw the line. And then if it has to be on fourth down on the next play and do the same darn thing, they're going to be able to do it. Too often last year, the Raiders just weren't ready to perform in those levels. Those, the, those, those were the situations that got the best of the Raiders time and time and time again. Third downs after playing you know, their butts off, the first two down, downs on defense. It gets to a third and eight, a third and nine, a third and 12. One play away, a stop away from getting Derek Carr and the offense the ball again. 14-yard gain, 15-yard gain. Looking around, guys kind of pointing fingers at each other or looking like, well, you were supposed to be right here. Where were you? Or how did you not make that tackle? Or you weren't even lined up correctly demoralized, heads sank, thinking. Now we got to rev it back up for another four downs when we should be over there on the sidelines cheering on the offense. Yeah, those moments that you don't succeed, the frustration that rises as a result, the demoralization that starts to build affects you. I don't no, I think the Raiders are going to be in a much better position to deal with those kind of situations in a way where they're going to be able to, to successfully deal with them, get off the field, get Derek Carr the, and the offense uh, the ball, and that just builds confidence. It builds uh, pride, and, and it breeds confidence amongst each other. Offense, defense, defensive players along you know the defensive line with the secondary and the linebackers, it just does. And I truly believe, listening to a lot of these guys talk, getting to know them, meet them, talk to them, the Raiders are in pretty good shape. They're moving in the right direction in that regard. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor, brought to you by Tequila and Bahadur. Interact with the show. Text Vinny at 69187 or tweet at him at Vinny Bonsignor. This is In the Huddle with Raiders beat writer Vinny Bonsignor on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. Yeah, that, that year three group, I think, is uh, it's a group of guys that want to win here. And I, I think that's something that you have Derek leading from the front. You have a lot of guys that have come in here from other places, but there's been you know a lot of turnover here as well in, in recent years, and that's a lot to do with the wins and the losses. But we got a group of guys that say, you know what, we want to do it here, and we want to do it the right way. We want to build this thing the right way, and we're bought, we're bought in. So they brought us in together. They, they've been speaking to us on how they want us, you know, from top down to be able to embrace this Raider image and, and what we're going to do here. And everyone just bought in here. So I think. You know, we're just taking more and more steps here, and it's just about winning games at this point. That's Raiders fullback Alec Ingold uh, talking about his draft group. He was undrafted free agent from Wisconsin, but you get the you get the picture. His group in 2019, uh, the Josh Jacobs, Max Crosby, Clee Farrells, Jonathan Abrams, um, you know, Trayvon Mullen, 
that group. Andre James, now the starting center. He was an undrafted free agent. A.J. Cole, the starting uh, punter. You know, when you look back in Raider history, you might look at 2019 as a uh, some somewhat of a pivot uh, because some good darn players uh, came out of that group, and they seem to be taking charge of the leadership, taking the reins in terms of the leadership. And, you know, we all look at wins and losses, and rightfully so, that's the ultimate decider on success and failure, basically, and how good you are. Um, right now, for in terms of the wins and losses, you know it hasn't happened for the Raiders. They want to obviously win more games. They're eight and eight last year. They were seven and nine uh, the year before. Uh, so this 2019 group has won what uh, 15 games, 16, 15 games uh, in two years. Not great, uh, but getting better. And they improved. They helped improve. Um, 2018 to 2019 from four wins to seven wins last year they got to eight wins they should have won 10 11 games that the defense uh had been able to make some plays down the stretch on some key games but if you if you're only looking at it from wins and losses uh you're probably saying Vinny come on you know come on but if you look a little bit further in terms of process in terms of plan when you assess or, or or put into perspective what John Gruden and Mike Mayock are trying to do here, set aside the record for one second. I know it's not as good as Raider fans want it to be, but your frustration about that or your disappointment over that pales in comparison to John Gruden and Mike Mayock. Trust me when I say that. I know both of those guys want this to happen right now. But that doesn't mean that they don't have a plan and they're not executing that plan. And part of that plan from day one has been to change the culture of this organization. And did you hear Alec Ingold, what he said, the preaching that's going on from top to bottom of what the leaders of this organization want this to look like how um you know it's not just getting it turned around it's getting it turned around in the right way it's building a sturdy foundation of built primarily on high character players high talented players obviously and not settling for anything less in ter- especially in terms of that character not settling for anything less. I think the Raiders tried that back in, you know, ironically enough, coming into the 2019 season, some of the signings that they made, a couple of, or a a trade and a signing that they made that in retrospect, um, they regret. Not that they regret, I think they learned from them. I think they immediately figured out or soon after figured out, this is why we're making a mandate around here to really drive up the character level and not settle for anything less than what we deem the kind of right people that you want in this building. I think they got burned in a couple of uh, instances and those, uh, those, both of those situations affirmed, reaffirmed what it is that they're actually trying to do. And I don't think you're going to see those type of mistakes or those type of deviations in terms of the character. Again, not under John, not under John Gruden and Mike uh, Mayock. We're going to go out to the Raider Nation listener line. Idaho Raider 28. Is that? 
That's the name, Idaho Raider 28, wants to talk yes, about. Yes, sir. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm good, man. Sitting here uh, ready for football season to start, brother. Like, Likewise, my man. Likewise. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I'm going to... I'm going to base this question off of kind of what you were just talking about and building a strong foundation for a franchise. And I am totally with that. And I see the movement um, building and what they're trying to do, especially bringing in players like Casey Hayward and Geno Atkins and uh, there's names among those people. Um, I really feel like Corey Littleton was a great addition last year. He didn't play well. I understand that. But with Gus Bradley, I think he's going to play a lot better. Um, but my question uh, today is uh, really what's uh, the holdup with KJ Wright? Because I feel like that's going to be a strong, fundamental piece for our team, and he's going to help probably one of our weakest um, weakest sections of our defense and our linebackers, which I think our back end of our secondary has been pretty weak, and, and our defensive line has been consistent. Yeah, the sacks haven't been there, but they're not terrible. I don't think they're as bad as – it's like we can get better production out of our linebackers, and with bringing in KJ, KJ Wright, I think that's just going to change life for our defense. Well, I know that KJ was, uh, by the way, uh, not Geno Atkins, it's Gerald McCoy. I thought you were breaking some news here when you said Geno Atkins. Um, you almost gave me a heart attack because uh, uh, I should know about things like that. So it wasn't Geno Atkins that they signed in the defensive line. It was Gerald McCoy. Um, but as it relates to KJ Wright, he was in for a visit. I think I want to say it was like a week ago, um, maybe a little bit more than a week ago. But everything that I was told at that point was that it was just a visit. Um, it didn't seem like there was any kind of – you know, urgency, whether it was from the team's part or KJ's part to make a decision on that and to, to uh, make that signing uh, official. So uh, as we stand, and I'm not going to rule it out, uh, I think that some of these games are going to play a, a, a pivotal role on where the Raiders go in terms of linebacker or if they go anywhere at all. Uh, you're going to have a guy like Tanner Muse, a guy like J- J- uh, Javen White are going to get uh, opportunities here. Now Malcolm Kuntz is getting some time at, at linebacker as well. Some opportunity to, for some playing time in some of these preseason games as they have during practice with reps to show what they're all about and create a confidence level uh, with their coaches. And so it's those type of guys. And don't forget Divine Diablo. I saw him yesterday. Um, he's still not ready to go, but it looks like he's closing in on being able to go. The Raiders really believe they've got something um, uh, potentially in Divine Diablo, the rookie from Virginia Tech. He had a knee, knee procedure. Uh, he's working his way back uh, from that. But I think those young linebackers that they've invested some draft picks in, uh, Javen White was an undrafted free agent from UNLV. Darren Lee is on the roster. Uh, he was a veteran that they signed during the offseason. Those guys can mitigate any need to go any further out on the market to bring in reinforcements. Uh, That coupled with what they expect to be a better year from uh, Corey Littleton, who you mentioned, Nicholas Morrow is somebody that they believe hit a new plateau last year and the arrow is still pointed up for Nicholas Morrow in with Nick. Kwiatkowski, they have somebody that they believe uh, is is had a good year last year. It might have an even a better year this year, being used uh, in a different sort of a way. So, uh, KJ Wright, could they sign him? Could he be somebody of need? Perhaps, but for now, anyway, uh, I think they're going to give some of these younger guys a fair shot at 
proving that they belong. I think they like what they've seen so far from Tanner Muse and Javen White, but but Tanner Muse in particular, who when the depth chart came out earlier this week, Tanner Muse was listed as the first team base outside linebacker. And I think that that's probably a surprise. Um, it's not a surprise two weeks in because every day that I've been out there at practice, that's where he's lined up. He's been the first team uh, outside linebacker and base defense uh, outside linebacker. But I think if you were to talked about this coming into training camp, I don't think many people would have thought that Tanner Muse would be this far ahead uh, of where he was at this time last year and have, at least on paper, earned himself a starting job or a uh, a role uh, on, a, on a number one team. Now, keep in mind, in terms of Tanner Muse, Nick Kwiatkowski is going to get plenty of time. Uh, they're going to mix it up with their linebackers, depending on the situation, depending on the other team's personnel grouping, the down and distance. All of that is going to dictate a lot of this. But in terms of starting points, where Tanner Muse is right now, you got to be happy for the kid. He's already, after missing a full season last year uh, due to a um, toe injury that required surgery, for him to be listed as a starter right now uh, in a, in, on the base defense, that's a pretty big deal. Again, base defense, you're probably looking at teams playing base defense 28% of the time, 30% of the time. I'd have to go back and look at it, but it decreases almost by the year because you're matching up. Base defense for the Raiders is three three uh, cornerbacks with um, with the uh, a slot cornerback two safeties and three linebackers and four defensive linemen right that's four seven eight nine ten well uh take one cornerback back out so it's two cornerbacks two safeties three linebackers four defensive linemen that's basically the base defense and in that base defense which is a defense that you don't play all that often um, because Teams spread it out so much. Teams put so many uh, wide receivers out on the field nowadays um, that you have to match up. So you're taking usually a linebacker out. Um, you're adding an extra cornerback. Sometimes you take two linebackers out. You're you're adding two two uh, two more defensive backs. Uh, so there's a lot of different mixing and matching that's going on. But at the very least, right now, a guy like Tanner Muse is he has a role on this team. And what did Gus Bradley say a couple of weeks ago? Hey, if you can show us that you can play, we're going to figure out a way to get you on the field. Now, there's core guys, no doubt about it. And I wouldn't consider him necessarily a core guy right now. Uh, But good to see the second-year player from Clemson doing what he needed to do, working his way back into shape, coming back from that surgery. uh, And pretty much immediately after a strong offseason, locking down a job. It'll be interesting to see now if he holds on to it because that's what I think this preseason is going to be all about for guys like that uh, to, to to be able to affirm what the coaches believe they have in him thus far or make them turn in a different direction. And if they have to turn into a different direction, that's where a guy like KG Wright, KJ Wright uh, could be somebody to keep uh, an eye on. But, you know, I think that, um, it's just interesting looking at this defense, which flat out kicked the offense's butt on Tuesday. And I honestly do not remember not even one practice last year, at least in training camp, where the defense got the best of the offense the way they did yesterday. Okay. Truly, I, I don't remember a day like that last year, number one. 
Number two, I'll go back a couple of days before into last week uh, talking to you guys about that red zone drill where it was Derek Carr, his wide receiver, and a cornerback. Man-man defense, Derek Carr, uh, starting at like the five-yard line, maybe the 10-yard line or inside the 10, uh, and, and it was a fierce, competitive, energetic, passionate period where the defense, the cornerback didn't want to lose, the wide receiver wanted to win, Derek Carr didn't want to lose that rep, he wanted to score as many touchdowns as possible, and then they got after it, and and there was a point in time, and uh, uh, secondary coach Ron Miles was there to keep score and let everyone know what score it was. Where the defense was winning that rep, winning that period decisively. I think it was three one at one point, maybe four one at one point. Stops compared to touchdowns. And I, I just, I don't remember that happening much last year, if at all. I got to ch- rack my rack my brain. So that's a great sign for the defense, and it's not a, necessarily even a bad sign for the offense, especially going back to yesterday where there were six turnovers. Yeah, you don't want to do that as a defense. But as Derek Carr talked about today, nobody walked off the field happier than I did in spite of those turnovers, which he didn't have the bulk of the interceptions. Uh, uh, Marcus Mariota had, had a couple of those interceptions. But for him, the quarterback, to see the defense making plays, and it wasn't just easy interceptions it was guys going up and getting it guys being where they needed to be off of a tip ball uh, as as Derek said guys planting and pivoting and running to go pick up the the loose ball on the on the ground guys flashing their hands to to punch the ball out it was like things that we, we talked about this yesterday it's on the radar it's being coached up guys are thinking about it and you know we talked about this yesterday too but Vinny what that should be standard procedure yeah but when you're a young player and your mind's going a mile 100 miles a minute you don't always have everything collected there you know you're just trying to get the job done um and and sometimes you're not sometimes something gets lost by the wayside but when you settle down a little bit and when things slow down a little bit and when things are coached and preached and reinforced over and over and over again it gets on your radar so you're doing it almost like second nature and that seems to be the case uh, with this defense at least through practice during the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor brought to you by Tequila Invader. You're listening to Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. Now, back to your host, Vinny Bonsignor. Awesome. Um, if anyone walked off that field uh, excited, it was definitely me. Um, you know, this is a team game, and it will always be the – it's the best game because it's the team game. Every man in that locker room matters, you know, in, in order for us to end up with the goal that we want, right? And, and when they're making plays like that, I've been around days where, you know, it's we win a hundred percent of the time, you know, and that um, that's that's hard, you know, because then you're like, yeah, I think we're going to be pretty good, but you know, I hope, you know, hopefully, hopefully we're that good, you know. Um, whereas all camp has been competitive. Now yesterday there was just a when turnovers happen, they come in bunches. Like that's an NFL saying, you know, they come in bunches, and um, for them to get them and uh, for tip balls, like I've seen those hit the ground all the time, but for them to you watch some of those efforts for guys like running the other direction to put their foot in the ground and go get those like it's impressive stuff you know it's definitely being taught and it's definitely something talked about in their training so um, for it to happen was exciting for us you know obviously you don't want to ever lose a day you know um, but they they got after us um, you know and they had the turnovers and they're punching the ball out not just 
you know, interceptions or tip picks and things like that. But I mean, they're punching the ball, you know, so you can definitely tell it's, it's being coached. You know, Coach Gruden always says what you put on film is what you coach, right? And so you can definitely, you can see the, you can see it happening all throughout camp. And then it just, they kept working, kept working. And then finally it just broke free for them. So uh, again, we, we want to limit that as an offense, but it's an exciting thing as a team because those are short fields and short fields usually equal points in this league. That's Derek Carr talking about quite the day uh, that the defense had on Tuesday. Uh, didn't really sit well uh, with Derek Carr, the competitor. He wanted to get on the field today, and Alec Ingold, the fullback, talked about it as well to redeem themselves a little bit and to, to give it right back to the defense. Um, and that's what competitors do. That's uh, what makes this really fun, and I think that's what you know points this program, this Raiders program, in the right direction to have that kind of competitiveness where you're going to feel lousy about a practice and want to come back the next day and respond accordingly. Even while deep down, when you're an offensive player like Derek Carr and Alec Ingold, big picture, you're going, it's cool <laughs> that our defense did what it did and is showing an ability to do the, just that and create turnovers. And, and Derek Carr, I felt, you know, hit the nail on the head. You can tell it's being coached up. There were things that the defense was doing. You kind of had to be there to see it to force those turnovers. They weren't just, you know, sitting back and collecting turnovers. They were forcing turnovers uh, by doing certain things that lead to turnovers. And as Derek talked about, that's something that gets coached up. That's something that when it's emphasized, when it's talked about, when it's reinforced, it becomes a fixture on your radar, in your head, so that when you're making the play, it's it's second nature that you're going to also do other things to help try anyway to at least cause a turnover, to, t to make that play, not just make the play, but make it a special play and a game-changing kind of a play and a momentum-changing kind of a play. It's there. It's available. And now I think players are understanding that a little bit better, and to me that's good coaching. But also, don't also discount just being able to make the what's, I wouldn't say an easy play, but how many times did you see the Raiders last year be in position to possibly cause a turnover or come up with a turnover and they failed to do so? A ball, you know, laying on the grass for five seconds and the other team picking it up, the other offense recovering it. Could have been a great opportunity to cause a fumble to give Derek and the offense a shorter field but the other team comes up with it going up for an interception that flies through a player's hands rather than get then gets secured how many times does that turn around and bite you on the butt you know what could have been what should have been a turnover forced gives the offense another down they convert the first down they march down the field for a touchdown it's demoralizing and it happened quite a bit so so even just having the confidence and the poise and the command and the and 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 the wherewithal to come up with the play that's there for the taking uh, that becomes important as well and we're starting to see that a little bit more we definitely saw it on Tuesday and i think as competitive as Derek and Alec are they also understand the big picture uh, of it all. We're going to go out to the Raider Nation listener line. Rossi, I think, is calling from Australia. Rossi, how you doing, brother? I'm good, thanks, Vinny. How are you, man? Doing very good, thank you. Staying cool in the uh, in the summer sun, I hope. Awesome, awesome. <laughs> um, 
I really agree with absolutely everything you've been saying for the past 15 minutes. That's actually the reason why I, I, I called. Um, so you, for training camps after training camps, you, you hear that uh, Derek hasn't actually thrown a pick or the offense has looked really, really good. And, and you've always got that sinking feeling, especially last year, more than anything. You always have that sinking feeling about what is the defense doing? Where this year there seems to be competition. There seems to be some... Uh, evening of the kill to go, this defense is actually growing. Uh, to, to your point earlier, they're being coached up. Listening to, to Q earlier uh, with his interview with the defensive uh, secondary coach, coaching, coaching, punching that ball out, being a ball hawk. Maury, who I'm very excited about, uh, you know, taking the right angles. All of these things are just so encouraging. And then when you actually... You, you hear the numbers about oh, the Raiders seven, eight wins, maybe. But you actually look at the schedule, the actual opposing quarterbacks. Colts, who knows what's going to happen there. Tua hasn't proven anything. Still got Drew Locke, still got Andy Dalton or Justin Fields. I think there is a lot of encouragement for the Raiders fans globally. Obviously, I'm talking from Australia. But globally, that this is a double-digit win season coming up. The offense was never the problem last year. It was always about, to, to your point just a minute ago, it was always about just making that one play on defense that stops that momentum. And I firmly believe we've now got the, the foundation to go on and have that double-digit win, 11-6, and six, hopefully even 12-5, and five, and actually really compete in what I think is a wide-open AFC. Uh, yeah, and I, I agree. I need to see it. Of course, uh, everybody does. That's going to be the telltale, and that's going to be the ultimate evidence of of the work that is is being put in. And and, and I'm not just talking about here in training camp, uh, but the roster that John Gruden and Mike Mayock are putting together, the coaching uh, from guys like Gus, Gus Bradley and, and and John Gruden and Ron Milas and Rod Marinelli and Richard Smith and so Tom Cable, so on and so forth. Um, but it, it does look like it is moving in the right direction. And when, like you said, too often in these last couple of years, you didn't read about interceptions, turnovers being forced uh, by the defense. They were just not capable, not talented enough, whatever, not ready uh, to, to, to make an impact like that. It's why they forced the third fewest turnovers in the NFL last year, right? It's why on third downs... They were the third worst team in terms of closing it out on third downs. You know, they 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 surrendered. They gave up way too many first downs on third downs. They just did. They were the third worst in that category. They were the third worst in terms of getting to the quarterback sacks. You know, that's they they were the third worst in giving up points. It all adds up. The math is there, but it it I I, I believe that between talent, better talent better coaching, guys maturing. Um, I think there's I think there's focal points on all three levels of the defense now. I mean, Unique Ngakwe and Max Crosby, uh, a Solomon Thomas. A, a, you start naming the, all the guys that, that, that are along this defensive line now, and now having seen it out on the field in practice and, and putting names to faces and talent and production uh, to, to, to the names, 
these guys, you know, we'll hear from Jonathan Hankins, who's been here a while now, talking about, you know, everyone does something a little bit different. Everyone brings something uh, different to the table. It's 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 good to see. Now, we'll see if it happens on the field, but I'm, 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 I, I think that this team can seriously contend for a playoff spot. I don't think that there's uh, so many teams out there that are that much better than the Raiders from a talent standpoint. I don't. I think they should and will compete for a, uh, a playoff spot. We're going to go back out to the Raider Nation listener line. Uh, Sean is on the line. He wants to talk about the linebackers. How you doing, Sean? Sean, are oh, you how you doing, man? I'm good, brother. How you doing? Good, good. What you got? Oh, so my, my main question was, uh, as it seems that uh, Nicholas Morrow is manning the middle linebacker spot now, which was – you know, I think to a lot of Raiders, a big a big switch. Uh, he um, and Tanner Muse now manning the the uh, the Sam linebacker spot in the base formations. Um, my main question was: Is this more of a symptom of either Littleton or Quick uh, him beating out Quick and Littleton, or is it more of a fit thing with Gus Bradley in the base? And also. Um, I've seen some stats on Gus Bradley, uh, and it seems that he he has a lot more nickel formations and, and sub packages than a lot of other d- defensive coaches. Yeah, and um, so a couple things. Number one, I think as I size it up, and you know, I've tried to to, to reach out to people to feel to, to see if you know my my theory is correct. I, I think it is. Uh, when you're talking about that base defense, and we've talked about who the defensive are, de- defensive ends are on the and that base defense, and let's face it, base defense is typically what you what you run on a first down, uh, where you think that it might be more of a run kind of a situation than a pass situation, right? So when you look at the defensive ends in terms of that, it's 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 Max Crosby and it's Unique Ngakwe. Both of those players do well in terms of rushing the passer. Unique Ngakwe has been one of the elite pass rushers in this in the NFL. Max Crosby um, has is a young player that that continues to show an ability to get to the quarterback. But the thing that they that they don't do so well is defend the run, at least historically. So I think the Raiders understand they're probably giving up a little bit in the run defense by lining both of those guys on the field together, uh, Unique Ngakwe and Max Crosby. So to compensate or to help in terms of that run defense, you've got Tanner Muse, who's a six foot two, 227, 230 pound physical specimen that has been lining up to the right of Max Crosby or to the left of Unique Ngakwe, presumably, and, and I'm pretty sure this is what's exactly what's going on, to help with the run, to give them some assistance in case teams attack them uh, on that power side with the run. So I don't necessarily think that he's beating out Nick Kukowski because I see Nick Kukowski on the field quite a bit. As you said, there's a lot of sub packages. There's a lot of nickel packages. uh, Gus Bradley does that a lot. And in those situations, that's where uh, um, Tanner Muse comes off the field and Nick Kukowski comes on the field. So uh, you're going to see a lot of a lot of different things. But in that base defense, I think for run support – that's why Tanner Muse is out on the field. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor. Thanks for the call, by the way. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor, brought to you by Tequila and Bahadur. 